Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hey, man. I ain't mad at it, man. Jay Foreman, Kitty Will Height, Old School, brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese. Special ingredients in Butcher Shop, located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat, every type of cut. Go in there and ask the butcher, what's up, what you got for me today? And tell him that Jay sent you and you'll be all good. Austin. They say on this thing on the bottom of here, you need to change my Twitters. It, I, Elon Musk got me for no reason, man. I don't know what his problem was, I, but I wasn't a big enough celebrity. He just came and just gaffled my account. I'm forming 4456 now. Huh? He took took my account, man. I don't know what his problem was, man. No. We got, yeah, man. Got a brother, man. Are you serious? Yeah, took my took my profile picture out. Just got some like little mushroom head up there. But uh, before we dive into the defensive side. People have been texting in about the Colorado Buffs having 15 guys in the portal. And it's a big deal. Well, I'm just let you know there's going to be about 15 in the portal in Nebraska. It's a big deal because it's Dion, and, it, and it's a big deal because Dion delivered the message in public and it hasn't changed. What he's doing is letting you know where he stands. So if you come there, or where you stand, right? But he's letting you know where he stands. Yes, he's only going to accept people that want to be here that are good enough and have shown that they want to continue to be here to be a part of the team. Not everybody that Dion brings in there or any school brings in in the transfer portal or through recruitment in high school or JUCO is going to work out. But there's certain things and check marks that you have to have. And sometimes those guys are going in the portal because they were associated with Colorado, which pe- this is with where the previous staff was previous staff, or they've done good enough while they've been here to the, now they can go on and maximize their opportunities elsewhere else, like else. the receiver. Yes. So it's not all Dion's fault. I know people always want to do that, but there's going to be a plenty. Of, I mean, sooner or later, these names are going to be popping up. They get in the transfer portal because it's NCAA rules. We can't have ninety some people on scholarship. Period. So there's at some in in the portal. The vortex is closing. The window is closing. The window is closing. Come Saturday. So. Um, there's a conversation needs to be had. So we're going to start on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Kenny, I wanted to ask you what you think about the new defensive line guys. Judy, right? The new, just all of it, even the young guys. Judy, um, Linhart, Noonan, uh, Prince, uh, Kai Whalen had a, uh, had a fumble, a forced fumble in recovery. Um, who else did we get on D-line? Well, Lin, Linhart, Noonan. Uh, were guys that I was involved in the recruiting process, so I know know that they can play play the game. Right. Um, good good thing for them was they got here early early to get acclimated. Um, so they were in the yeah off season program. Off season program started with the guys in, in, in the off season program, and you know so they're they're a step ahead. Right now, I knew they can play football. Right, or they wouldn't have been on our our radar. Right, so I'm glad they decided to. To come, to, to come in early, stick with their commitment. Right. Um, again, as freshmen, you 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 take advantage of every opportunity you have 
you know, with your reps, and I think they got the best out of those guys, um, being that they were freshmen. Right. So I'm not. I'm not surprised though. What I know, and they're and I feel like they're two different players. Very, very. Right? So just talk about their Noonan. Your, their is more quality. like a Garrett Nelson. Uh-huh. I, I can see Noonan. High effort. High effort. Energy. Yeah. Um, I think he's a little bit more athletic yeah. than, than Garrett. Moves a little better than yeah. Garrett. So the ceiling is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linhart has some very good athletic ability, and he's put together. Yeah, I can see him possibly being. A three. A three. If you have a good yeah. – if, if he can get in the weight room and put a little bit more weight on him. Yeah. So, again, you say three, three, five, but I looked – I saw two or three series, and it was it was four down. Yeah, it's more – So, I it's mean, more – it's going to yeah. be – you know, those guys going to be at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and the other guy on the outside uh, in, particular, in particular is MJ Sherman. Yes. I felt like of all the guys that came in through the transfer portal, him and Jeff Sims had the most – and I said this about Casey – so this is about Trey, but Casey really last year, where they had the most tangible tape that was legit that you could evaluate and then assume what they could do. Dude. And I felt like MJ Sherman, also I know Jonas Jennings asked him about him extensively, three or four long conversations about him. He was he was excited that he was coming here so he could get an opportunity. He's just been behind the number one pick in the draft, a guy that's going to go first round this year, another guy that's going to go second or third round, in the first round pick for the Packers a uh, year before. He just, you just, it's just the numbers and, and this opportunity for him. But I think with MJ Sherman, the thing I like, he shows, he shows him and Jamari Butler position flexibility. Yes. And they can work together. MJ Sherman was on the, on the end. I think a little bit of head up six technique, maybe a tight seven, uh, scooped inside, did a really good job, scooped upside inside the tight end, got his, um, Shoulder square, blew up the offensive line and made a tackle in the backfield. That lets you know that he knows how to play football. That's his Georgia training along with Nebraska's defense. Then you saw a guy like Jamari Butler who has position flexibility that showed the ability to be a secondary rusher and blitzer from off the ball. Now, he got that opportunity because of the next room, the linebackers. Yep. The two guys that are going to soon to be starting it for sure, the two kind of inside, inside positions are, are were held out. One, Nick is is coming back from injury. Think Luke just holding him out probably for some you know dinged up a little bit, so it opens up a ton of opportunity for Michael Booker, for um, Gifford, for uh, Stinger, Sting, Stinger, Buddha when he comes back, Javen Wright, Javen Wright, uh, who is kind of like the, I think Javen Wright is the, and I'm only gonna say this because I just watched the Reggie Jackson thing. If you ever get a chance to watch it, it's, it's awesome. Reggie Jackson is that dude, right? He could be this the straw that stirs it, Javen Wright. Mm-hmm. If he could get healthy, it's a it's actually a better position for him in the pre, previous defense yep. because he's a legit six four six five can run. He's long. long. He will be physical. He's got to get to where he can really be a playmaker. And this defense is tailor made for him. Yes. Um. If if he could just get healthy, and you know he had the shoulder injury, but you know. You know, he had some stuff before that was out of his control. I think if you get him, that's where you could be like, okay, this defense can really, really get busy. Um, they need more depth at that second level. Now that might have to be a stinger. I think I think if he could have a decent off season in the weight room, he could be the weak side guy. And he will. He, he yeah. He he, he yeah, he, will. he he could be that weak side guy and easily be the third guy. Be the third guy. Um, because he has a nose for the football. Me and Kenny talked about him offline. 
And I said, look, dude, I just saw the most dominant player in, in Nebraska. He did everything on offense and everything on defense. He was essentially one – and he played against Bellevue West, so it wasn't like he played mm-hmm. against uh, some chumps. And now he's here. Um, I think he has a nose for the ball. I think he has um, we, quiet, quiet speed. And we talked about it, natural football player. Right. He's one of those. Yeah. He, you know, he's just a puppy. He's a freshman, redshirt right. freshman. But he's a natural football player right. with good instincts. So – that's really good for him and the team and the team. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that can move inside. He's going to have to work his way into it, which is fine. And sometimes that's where your linebackers come from. Mm-hmm. They come from safety, outside, outside linebacker, linebacker to inside, inside linebacker. and that's just the way it goes. And that's what now the onus is on him and the weight coach. And you know, they, and they do a good job. The, it seems like they are meshing those off season and weight programs per player to what they need to do. So really. When you look at the defense, the defensive line, I think when, when Ty Robinson comes back, things will be a little bit more clear. As soon as it's going to be Judy, Nash, Ty. That's the way it looked like. Mm-hmm. And then you mix in the wins. Um, Raquan Buckley, Raquan. if he gets busy. I saw Rue out there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he was out there, yeah. And then you got to get him to kind of get he, – he's still learning from he's experience. He's still learning from experience. And so. some of the other guys, and, and you know, younger guys, they got to get busy. And if they if they have a chance to grab somebody out of the portal, I wouldn't hesitate to do that either. Um, because, you know, across the lines and offensive and defensive lines are huge. But I think the biggest thing that they need to do is find a way to develop some depth at the second level, in particular linebacker position – just in case, you know, you get a little bit of injury bug, but then also just for long-term depth. So um, if they do that, I think they'll be, be you know, A-OK, you know, um, and be able to, you know, survive. And you're going to have to have guys that have position flexibility, right? You're going to you're gonna have to have guys like Stinger. You're going to have to have guys like Michael Booker. And you're going to have to have that defensive line play well in order to protect them if somebody's dinged up. And then you're going to have guys that have to have position flexibility and mental flexibility like an MJ Sherman, which I think I've seen him do uh, down at Georgia, and I think he can do now, and a Jamari Butler. Those two guys I think are mentally capable to do it, to say, okay, for two weeks I need you to play middle linebacker or or weak inside line, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And I think that Coach White would be, um, you know, fine with that because I think those, those guys on the field will make plays. And then you throw in some of the young pups, that's how you will start to, you know, instead of rebuilding, you're reloading. reloading. Then you can kind of, you know, project these guys. Then the safety position. I think Miles Farmer, obviously with his experience, so you got to continue to work on his tackling and play injury. Tackling, play injury. Finding the ball in the pass game I think is natural for him. Mm-hmm. Right? And he does a really good job of t- attacking the ball when he has a chance to intercept him. I think Buford's kind of the wild card coming back from injury. I've seen, I've heard Coach Rule says that, that he usually likes a full year or 18 months. Now, I, I know Buford. You know Buford. He's an extraordinary worker. Yes. He'll beat that. He'll, he'll, he'll beat, beat that. that. He'll beat that. Now, but then the other safety position, that's where the big hole is, right? Is it Omar Brown? Is it Singleton? Um, is it Williams? Kane Williams? Is it Kane Williams? Yep. Yep. Um, is it one somebody that we haven't, you know, thought of? Is it Juco guy? Of those three you just it mentioned. It might be Collier, right? Yeah. Is he a safety from Florida? I Omar think? Brown is the best to right. me. He, he's 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 athletic. He'll hit you. Right. He, he, can, he can make plays on the ball. Right. Um, Deshaun is longer. Yeah. Linear. Yeah. Linear, you yeah. know, lean longer. 
but Omar is a football player. What about uh, Gifford? Is he more of a linebacker in the box safety, or He's is it a, kind of game by game? It's game by game with him. Right. He, 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 has, he can he has a lot of flexibilities. Right. Because he's smart. Yeah. Uh, he can play all three. Right. So, with him, he can be that right. that, that flexible guy yeah. that if you need game by game, he can go in there and do it. Or then I saw Sanford in there. He was probably the fastest guy on the team. Phelan? Yeah, Phelan. He's the fastest. He guy. is the fastest. Yeah, he is the fastest. Well, yeah. okay, you got him. So, you have a little bit of flexibility. Utility man is what I call him. Right. Very good on special teams. Very reliable on special teams. He works his butt off. Then you got, like, a guy, like, from Javier Morton who showed up a couple Javi. of times. Javi. The guy that really probably is 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 you know trying to figure out where he's going to fit is Kobe Brett. Yep. Probably one of the best athletes by far on the team. On the team. Natural athlete. Natural athlete. Just uh, again injuries. Yeah. I mean That's an Omaha kid, right? Um, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Westside. Oh yeah, Westside. So So he's got to find he's got to find out where he's at and then you kind of get, you know, depth in the, in the linebacker position. You know, I didn't even mention Tommy Hill. Um because he's number thirty-one, you know, obviously he was, you know, had a different number. So where he fits at, I mean, they got some, they got some tough conversations to have with him and some inside linebackers, you know, with Randolph Kapai and and uh, uh, myself, Malcolm, you know, what I'm saying, and uh, Makai. So they got to hopefully they've done enough on special teams that warrants them staying. Now, because here's 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 why here's why they have some sort of, I call it backhanded backdoor security, of being on the team. Ain't no linebackers in that transfer portal that can play worth a plum nickel. Mm-hmm. They ain't there. That's why Ernest Houseman was was scooped up, uh, hey, really like, like, like a like a free free scoop of ice cream. So that's where the defense is. I think I like some of the things they did. Um, they got to continue to get better and better shape on the defense line. Like with with win, I think he needs to lose some. And it, look, man, there's no problem with that. That's just the way it is, dude. Look. It, at this point in time, you, you got to have a relationship with your coach. Say, so this is what I need. This is the best for you. Gilbert, win. And now the guy that I'm talking about. Okay, I'm making this. This is a hot take, but it oh, ain't. He said it was a hot take before he went to the last it break. It ain't Here a hot take, man. I'm just telling you. As I said, you need to come to terms with Borkature, okay? Yep. Uh, look at your boy. I'm looking at your boy, Taman Lynham. Taman. Okay, I done missed him. They got Dwight Boodle coming in early. You got some guys coming in, right? But what I'm really going to be talking about, I know you talk about Luke Lindemeyer the, at the tight end position, right? 6'4", 250, mm-hmm. Papillion La Vista. But the guy that really showed up, though, he showed up first because it looked like his uniform didn't fit him, man, because he's a little <laughs> slender. Okay? I don't care. First thing when I was watching the game, a couple of my boys were like, man, it, that dude looked like he don't belong out there. But then next thing you know, see 44. Another play, 44. Pass breakup, 44. He's always in the screen. And then he dump trucks somebody. He forklifted somebody, tried to one-on-one tackle, forklift him. Okay? He was making plays. It don't matter. Everybody say, oh, is he, is he, too, is he big enough for the Big Ten? You know, you know what? Now it's the weight coach's job. Mm-hmm. Weight coach got them big old arms and them veins coming out. Okay, that's the dude you need to get with. Because this dude right here, from Nashville, Tennessee, by the way of IMG Academy, is ready to play. Is more ready to play because of coming from IMG. He's six two, listed at one seventy. He's probably about one sixty, sixty five. Soaking wet. But let me tell you something. With them long out long arms, he like he like Spider Man. He just or Plastic Man. He just putting his arms out there, <laughs> and he can run and he can change the direction. Now, will he start this year? At you know, you got two pretty good corners I like, but he's a big 
long corner that eventually will pay dividends. And this is giving credit to their recruitment of looking for guys that they need to develop, looking for guys that have unique position qualifications to be successful within their defense and their team. This is a young guy right there that was out there competing in his first spring game. Early enrollee, didn't you know, look the part, but make the, we know what looked the part was playmaking. Get in the weight room, get him up to where he's a serviceable, serviceable weight, and don't hold him back. Mm-mm. Don't say, okay, well, you know, you, you need to get – no, no, no. Get in the weight room while he makes plays because he was making plays. That's what you like to see. Right. And you can bring him along, but he makes plays because he's a guy that you know that – you can teach him to run down on kickoff, make some plays. You can teach him to be the gunner or the hold-up guy on punt and punt return. You can throw him in there in games and get him a ton of experience, third, fourth game. Then as you continue to put him in the fire and foot on the fire, now you got a legitimate third or fourth corner. And while you're still holding him accountable and pushing him during the year to hit the weight room and hit certain check marks uh, physically. But just a unique type of body type. A legit six two, not this six two that's you know, coming from high school shows up and he's five eleven and a half. Legit six two, long old arms, pretty good feet for a long you know long for a guy, guy, and can get out of breaks and he makes plays. It, it, it that's makes all plays. you need, right? This is a coach that, that's a yeah, even though Coach D was the the you know defensive uh, coach, this is a Coach Samuel special. Yeah, see something in him. Look at the positives, accentuate the positives, what he can do, pay some dividends. Warfield's skinny butt. Yeah, but Warfield was a, stu- Warfield was a stupid athlete. Warfield right now probably could still jump 40. Probably. No, he, played too, he plays too much golf. He can't jump like that no more. I played, in this, I played in this charity game. He don't jump no more. If he has to. He don't jump no more. But if he, Warfield <laughs> just got it in. He one of them dudes that just don't play basketball and some, you know, you know, be at the park, some little kid test him. Then they say, you know, Warfield, he ain't got no grades, but when he does get grades, he's like 60. <laughs> that man, this old man dunked on me. Mm-hmm. He's like a folk hero in the hood. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, for that, the offensive defense, they, you know, they got some hidden gems. Um, got I some want, guys they need to get back, yeah. you know, like Ty. The, yeah. the, it's a know, big year for him. Very big year. It's a huge year for Luke, him. Luke, Nick. Get those guys back who has a lot of playing experience. And mix them into with the with the new guys and the young guys. Yeah, again, I think, you got three months. I think I want to ask you about this. Coach Rule was talking about getting in their head and getting them to think different. You guys did that when you were on staff. Mm-hmm. It's a, I think it's more important than anything physically. Talk about how you and we're gonna talk about next segment, but just talk about just in, before we go to break how important that is believing in yourself and changing the mindset because there's a lot of guys on there. I could, I could go through a list of guys and if you, I would be talking to Ty Robinson is the first and it wouldn't even be, it'd be like, what do you want to be known as? Yeah. You, you want to be known as the guy when he walks in the room, you just assumes an NFL player or do you want to go and be that dude? Talk about you, it. You've had those conversations. I mean, the conversations have been had. Oh, I know they've been had, but I just said talk about how important it <laughs> it's, is. It's very important. Because you guys did some things that, that all other coaching staffs watched, and it was like, man, these dudes are – they could just sit there and just – they might as well just, you know, leave when practice is over. They ain't got no – you know, you guys took it upon yourself to do the right thing. Yeah. Talk about how important it it's, is. I mean, those guys haven't won. So you, you're trying to instill in them the winning ways and the winning – you know, walk around with confidence, you know, yeah, you haven't won, 
but you don't want to keep saying you were so close. We were so close. No, you're not close because winning and losing is losing. You know what I mean? So to have the conversation, and like you said, with, with a guy like Ty, you know, what do you want to be known? What do you want your legacy in Nebraska to be? You know, even let me another example was was uh um golly I'm drawing the blank. Garrett Nelson. He would always say, What do you want your legacy to be? What do you want your legacy to be in Nebraska? So he took it upon himself to talk to himself right. and try to talk to it well, there were other, to other players. Hey, this is our team. This is what we don't that Iowa game, that's all that was being said. We don't want to go out and say we lost to Iowa all four years. That was all that was being said. I don't there want my I don't want my legacy to be I came to the University of Nebraska. And I'm from Nebraska Iowa. and couldn't beat Iowa. We didn't we, we, we put it in their heads, but they uh-huh. took it upon themselves as a team and as a group to instill it in the person that was next to them. That's huge, man, how you got to change the mentality. Speaking of changing the mentality, I ain't going to change my mentality. I got one more hot take. Man. Uh-oh. This one might be the hottest one ever because we're going to talk about this D-line. We're going to talk about the D-line. And I'm going to tell you this one thing that I would do, but it's probably too late. There's one thing that I would do, and it would be the cure-all. What's that? I'm going to tell you coming back, man. All right. Kenny Wilhite, Jay Foreman. I mean, you know, it's, it's Austin. <laughs> And Kenny Wilhite. <laughs> Jay Foreman ain't here. Yeah, he is. He's we'll the one spitting the fire today. Hey, we'll be back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.